Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sabbath is July 30th, 2021. I am a week removed from losing my voice, and it's finally starting to come back. Holy cow. Uh, if you all missed it on Fightful Select, Alex Palowski filled in for my uh, Q&A. Lots of love here. Boris says I would like to propose Alex Palowski <laughs> teach a contract law seminar to WWE. Um, there's there's a, a, a some love there, uh, but we got another guy with us right now. It's Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy, how you doing? Sean, I'm a week removed from V-triggering Riccacino and taking out an entire family following WWE SmackDown. That. You almost fell down. <laughs> I didn't almost fall down. What are you talking about? That you was almost fell perfect, down. That was a perfect point God trigger. You almost fell down, man. Now, Ryan don't, Evans. Don't put this fake news out here. Ryan, thank you for the super chat. Uh, reminder, guys, donate a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We had an interview with a fellow by the name of Kurt Angle today. I thought that would be topical during the Olympics. And uh, Jeremy, you had the distraction yesterday. Can you give us the Cliff's notes of that? Uh, Connor Casey was on. He was doing a Dennis Stamp bit from uh, Beyond the Mat. It was tremendous. Joseph did a Terry Funk impression. Talked a lot about AEW and, and their direction and, and Becky Lynch. And it's a good show. The Distraction is the best show on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Connor Casey, Connor Casey legitimately put over the distraction <laughs> to me in person less than two weeks ago in Nashville. Connor's, uh, we were, a, Connor's a good man. Great hair, too. Tremendous yes. hair. Let me tell you, when I got switched up on Ball Out, I, I was first uh, of all of all things, I was playing power forward <laughs> against Dominic from WrestleZone. And let me tell you, diminutive fellow is, is Dominic. <laughs> yeah. He's he's maybe five seven. It was easy to hit those turnarounds, those <laughs> post moves. Then they switched old frosted mini Seamus, Connor Casey on me. And I was like, ah, not so much. Going to have to play out by the wing. It's not going to work <laughs> out too well. Damn. So I uh, didn't get to post up much after that. But we'll, we'll see how it goes next time. I'm sorry. Are we doing ball out at Chicago again? Seems like. That's the plan. Another- That's the plan. At the yeah. very least, we'll like. I think we should do it the day of. Because yeah. – there's this huge calm before the show, like where nothing happens. So I think that's what we should do. But guys, if you all want to talk about wrestling, we're here. We're here to talk SmackDown. Uh, a bit of a programming note. Starting uh, whenever it is that Rampage starts, we will be doing this show right after AEW Rampage. So probably the first 35, 40 minutes will be uh, WWE SmackDown. The last 20, 25 minutes will be Rampage. And Jeremy, you will be on the scene in Pittsburgh at that first episode. Yeah, um, I'll be there for for the first episode of Rampage. Very excited. I'm going to V trigger Luther at at the show, and Ooh. yeah, that that'll be my that'll be my on like on the show. I'm going to like just run onto Rampage and just like V trigger him in the middle of the show. So you guys can talk about that on August 13th. Well, I'll be joined by Kate Hensler of the Mark Order podcast and. 
Uh, that, that should be a whole lot of fun. But yeah, we'll be going live at 1110, uh, assuming that, you know, web traffic stays good and up for that. And then and we'll keep doing it. But we've also got FightfulSelect.com dropping scoops there every day. Uh, I mentioned over on Select today, someone got moved to SmackDown without even knowing they got moved to SmackDown, which is, you know. And then uh, this weekend and next week, I'll have CM Punk news, have a whole lot of cool stuff. But uh, my God, guys, let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown. We're going to work the top segment into the main event. Uh, If we say some stuff out of order, guys, I promise we didn't miss it. But get your super chats in. Let's kick off with uh, Jimmy Uso losing to Rey Mysterio. The crowd was white hot for this. I even messaged Rob Wilkins, and I was like, hey, they they laying this in? They piping this in? He's like, no, we're white hot, brother. That's what he said. He (laughs) said brother like that. But knowing Robert, he said, brother, like that. Um, also, he is the, the star of the Retro Review this month on, with uh, Joel Pearl over on Fightful Select. Wait a second. I have a point of contention here. A year ago. I can't even get you to show up on Fridays anymore, Jeremy. <laughs> now you're going to try to do Retro Reviews? You're over there doing it on your on your Mark Patreon, and you, you, you're going to complain? We like fired you, Bob like O'Neill if, to do the retro reviews. <laughs> I can't get him on this show. Like, a year ago, Sean says, yeah, you and Joseph can do reviews on Patreon, retro reviews. And we did one that never saw the light of day. And now Joel Pearl is doing them? Come on. This is, Come this on. Is nonsense. Come on. I got to bury your Patreon now. You're taking less duties at Fightful to work on your Mark Patreon. I got to sit here. And listen to, to Jimmy bitch at me about it all day whenever I say, hey, should we give Jeremy a raise? And he's like, looks to me like he's bringing in I'll, enough on that Patreon. I'll, uh, I'll tell you what we make on the Patreon. And if Jimmy wants to cut that in uh, onto, onto my uh, paycheck, then I'll cut that out. That's fine. Hannah, Hannah asked for her retro <laughs> review from two years ago. Is uh, Yeah, I do owe you something from two years ago. Uh, maybe we'll do it in Chicago. There you go. Uh, that, that's, that's where it'll be filmed. Uh, Brian says, uh, wait, I'll get to that later. There's a lot of topics uh, or a lot of, a lot of stuff about the contract signing, which I really, really like, but also, uh, Adam Blamplate says, is Vince even at SmackDown these days? Seems like night and day between raw and SmackDown. He, uh, doesn't always go. He doesn't. I mean, and I think he did at the first few on the road. I don't know if he still is, but Rey Mysterio, Jimmy Uso, the crowd was white hot for this. And I dig Dominic being a cheating little little son of a bitch, Jeremy. He should be, he should be after the past couple of weeks where the Usos have gotten one over. Dominic is learning. I like that Dominic is out here learning. Uh, I'm all for it. Rey, Rey's, Rey, I, I can't say enough just how great Rey Mysterio is. Right? Like, yeah. this man doesn't He's age. so good. He, he, still, he still just continues to be just top-notch performers. Uso's always killing it. Now they're, what, one and one in these little singles matches because uh, Uso's won last week. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a tag team match or we'll do another singles rematch next week. But Yeah. Well, I, this I can this watch, is fine. This is fine, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can watch the Uso's and the Mysterio's, like, work all the time, but yeah. that doesn't mean I also want to see them work all the time. Yes. As great as it is. Um, yeah, like God, it's going to be hard to fill out 40 minutes on this show. Uh, <laughs> backstage interview with 24 seven. You don't have anything to add, Sean. You, you no. know, what, do you, what do you think? I of, can't uh, talk, dude. <laughs> I know you, you have like a sultry voice going on. Yeah, I do. I yeah. did. Somebody said I sounded like Emma Stone. Last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I'm about to sue Disney. Oh my God. So Reggie's promo, I loved. Because a stagehand comes in, and I wish this was a pre-tape. Because if it were a pre-tape, Reggie could have been like, huh, like that. <laughs> like, he really has to look over his shoulder. That would have been awesome. But that didn't happen. Um, so we'll talk about the interesting stuff. What do you make of the Sinkara Reginald beef on Instagram? Because <laughs> Sinkara came out here. Sinkara came out here like, yeah, try doing that with two torn ACLs. And everybody, collectively, everybody else goes, who could possibly give a shit? 
<laughs> Two torn ACLs, the lights being off, and every and a mask. Sean, get it right. Like this man, just not two torn ACLs. He also had the friggin' wacky lights, and he had a mask on. He was doing, and he was doing it at live events and everything. Reggie, this little part timing bitch, just got to do it on television. Okay, Sankara is doing it nightly at live events too. Oh. This, this is why wrestling twitter can can be great or social media like can be great right like we get a reggie and sincara beef nobody saw this coming nobody somebody, saw this coming. somebody asked hunico or mystico well the irony is hunico is actually the original mystico <laughs> and i know that doesn't make any sense but we're gonna do a video on it one day uh, the Hunico that rode the bicycle around was the original mystico in mexico and became the second sincara uh, but we get him, uh, we get a, a nonsensical finish, big yeah. shocker, a nonsensical finish in a WWE match. But, um, Abel comes out, Otis comes out and Otis says, it's not me challenging you. And he mows down Reginald and we get a short match and it was a really fun match. Like I enjoyed the body of the match, specifically this beautiful double overhook bridging suplex that Chad Gable did. It's really hard to do that with a bridge. I can't even begin to tell you uh, how difficult that is to do. And then he floated over. And the finish happens when Reginald hits his finish and Otis runs in and causes a DQ. (laughs) And I'm thinking, Jeremy, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? I don't understand the point of a 24-7 like sanctioned title match. It's 24-7. Just... I love that. No, it's dumb. Yes. It's stupid. It. You don't need he to schedule it. Match. He schedules no. it so he doesn't have to worry about all the other people. Like he can wow. honest to God defend it. I like okay. that. that okay. they suspend... But then but then why couldn't after Otis attacked him, cause a DQ, then it's 24-7 rules. Right. And then Gable could have, should have just pinned him. It's dumb. It's exactly. dumb to have a sanctioned title match. It's and really it, dumb. And it's really dumb for Otis to cause a DQ right before the three count because, like, Chad Gable is his coach, is a very competent competitor. Like, did he not have any confidence <laughs> that, that he could kick out? And even if he didn't, He's in the same exact spot that he was going to be. He Otis just didn't give Gable the opportunity to kick out. That was the dumbest shit. Why do they do this? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's very, very it's stupid. It's very stupid. Literally, uh, Gable is not protected at all by this. Everybody knows he was going to get pinned. Him getting pinned isn't any better. At least didn't have Otis attack Reginald afterwards. And I know oh, that people are saying, way. how can there be a DQ? It was a, it was just a regular match. It's not no DQ. Uh, when you schedule the sanctioned match, the rules are suspended, so to speak. It's stupid. It's stupid <laughs> yeah, to have a scheduled 20. You can't say it. You said you like it. It's stupid. It's stupid to have a scheduled 24-7 title uh, match. It's, the match is always scheduled. It's 24-7, Sean. Mm-hmm. It's always scheduled. So, it's, uh, it's I was not on the review last week, Jeremy. Neither was I. And as I caught up with the show over the weekend, I tweeted, Apollo Crews and Big E have been feuding since 2020. Since Big E, uh, Big e is saying this. He did an interview that I read today, and somebody asked him, like, who's your favorite opponent? And Big E goes, oh, like the Usos for the tag team stuff. Single stuff, I guess Apollo Crews, because he's the only person I've faced over the last year. Yes. And it, it's since 2020 when Biggie was like, go back to catering or whatever it was. They have had like 18 matches together. Buddy, I had one guy say, oh, yeah, why don't you say anything about the pinnacle and inner circle? I said, well, one, there's 10 of them. There's 10 of them. And he goes, yeah, but there have been six or eight matches between those two. And I said, there have been 18 Biggie and Apollo matches. 18 of them. Jeremy, you got to see a bonus one last week. It was week. good, too. That of was good. They're great. They're great together. It's just so stupid. Like, And I had people that were like, 
yeah, it's long-term storytelling. I'm like, what story? What story? Apollo picked up an accent and a dog shit bodyguard. He's terrible. Like you can tell, you can tell he had no trade assets because he did he picked up Aziz and AJ got Omos. Like, tell me who got the raw end of that deal. Jeez, man. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai got the first overall pick. Her bodyguard went and won the title. Like, meanwhile, Apollo Crews is, like, sitting here. Apollo Crews, like, drafted that that number 59 overall Yugoslavian that never ends up coming over to play and just gets traded six times. But he did come over, and now he's stuck with him. He's stuck with the salary, and it's going against his cap. And now he's got to unload two firsts to get rid of the second. The problem, this is this is just poor management by yes. Apollo Cruz because not only I don't think this is a bad draft pick, Sean, or a bad trade. Oh, Remember when no no, listen to me. Listen to me. Remember when he was Dabo Kato ripping dicks ripping off in Raw Underground? That's the guy he should have gotten. Instead, he brought him over and he tried to take a power, a power forward who's a paint guy, and he tried to make him a stretch three. And it's like, what are you doing? No, no, no. You put uh, this man in the paint, have him back down and dunk on fools. You don't need him out on the perimeter. He looks like a cartoon character in that <laughs> outfit. He looks like a cartoon character. It's so bad. bad. It's so bad. I mean, the match was fine. You know, it was fine. It's the Nakamura. same match I saw last week. It, was, it was a six-man tag. And you got Ziggler and Rude here, but you pin Apollo Crews. And I do you know how many people I had saying, well, it's clear they're setting up for Apollo and Nakamura. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Like I didn't know. Uh, uh Sean says, Apollo, Darko Milicic between LeBron and Carmelo. Yeah. Like, why are you all telling me that they're setting up Apollo and Nakamura? Duh. Of course they are. It's the only way they ever think to set stuff up is have a challenger pin a champion instead of just having one winner, one winner, face each other, and then you face the champion while the champion sits back there like Shao Kahn going, impress me, losers. No, the champions got to lose all the time. Oh, they set it up. They set it up by stories. Having, you're you're wrong, Sean. They set it up by having the champion lose in a in a multi man match, and then the champion loses in a non title match. But wait, then the champion loses in a championship contenders match, and then we get the championship match. Okay, that's how it works. This booking sucks. I'll tell you what didn't suck. I really like this. Edge comes out to the ring and we go to a commercial. We come back and they're like, hey, this shit went down during the commercials. <laughs> and it was Seth attacking Edge. Uh, a headshot with the camera. I dug it. It looked good. Seth is off his rocker. There, last week, I didn't get to talk about it, but Edge played off of the two. That's good. It was amazing. It was yeah. so good. I really liked last week's SmackDown. I thought it was a, a great show. I had to watch it on delay, but I really, really loved that show. And then this week, it's like, eh, half and half. It was, it was a show, but Seth Rollins was really great here. I'm, I'm digging all the Rollins Edge stuff. This is a, a slam dunk story that they had to do, Jeremy. And I'm glad they're not going too far off of it. Like, like what we're seeing on gender with gender and Drew is like so far removed from what they should be doing. Seth and Edge is pretty well exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, Gender and Drew, they're trying to throw in swords and motorcycles and just doing, just play off the history, right? Like, that's all you got to do. That's all Rollins and Edge are doing. They're playing off the, the segment from 2014, and they're playing off what's happened pretty much this year with Rollins feeling that Edge has jumped him and everything. That's, that's all you have to do. You don't need to insert wacky props and whatnot into this stuff. You don't have to do that. I, I've really loved this feud. I loved the, the segment last week. Edge got a big reaction last week. Rollins got a big reaction last week. The crowd was really into the uh, the segment last week. And then, you know, Edge uh, taking him out, taking the suit and everything. And I thought tonight was good. Rollins got the got the revenge. I like that they did the thing during the commercial break, right? Because yes. then Edge would, didn't just – it wasn't just standing there. We, uh, we joked about it uh, last week when we were in the arena. Uh, Edge comes out before the break, and then he just sits on the turnbuckle. 
the entire break. Like Auburn's like so weird. He, yeah, he's, he's just like he's just like gonna sit there the whole time. I was like, yeah, I mean they're in like, they're in break. What are they gonna do this week? Seth Rollins is like, you ain't gotta sit here. I'm gonna just attack you. It's like I, I don't get why they do that. They've done that a lot on WWE TV of late. Like they'll bring somebody out, they'll do their entrance. Then they'll do segments backstage. Then they'll go to a commercial. They'll come back. They'll run a buffer video, and the person's sitting in the ring. Like, bro, just post a graphic for the home viewers saying, up next, Edge. Yeah. Then he doesn't got to camp out uh, like in the ring forever. Um, this isn't a super chat, but the person says that I would easily win against Anise Salcedo in a wrestling match, five stages of hell. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I, I, oh, never mind. They said would easily lose. Well, you know what? You're banned. See you later. Uh, You're banned. I have no use for you. Uh, Goodbye. People complain when I do this. They're like, this is abuse of power. Like, no, it's not. Don't say shit that I don't like. Then you won't get banned. Guys, if you're watching, please leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. We would greatly appreciate that. Again, uh, I didn't do my Q&A show on Select this week, so Alex Pawlowski filled in for me. Go subscribe. Check that out. He did two hours worth, uh, and people are loving it. So uh, maybe we can talk him into into doing it a little bit more. You doing Twitch tonight, Jeremy? Yeah, we're talking about bad. I'm going to shoot on you, Sean Ross. Uh, we're talking yeah. about bad places to work. <laughs> we were shooting on somebody else before this. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, man. What's up next? Oh, Okay. <laughs> So Bianca Belair comes out. She's interrupted by Carmella, who has lost two title matches in a row, Jeremy. And, and Carmella five matches to Liv Morgan. Yes. So Carmella has lost two matches in a row, and she's like, I want another title shot. But no, 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 no. She doesn't deserve it, Jeremy. So who comes out? Zelina who has zero wins since returning to WWE, has not won a WWE match since the fall of 2020, saying, if anybody deserves a shot, it's me. Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Where is Tony Storm? Where is Le- Where are these other people? Where are Tegan? Shotzi. Yep. Shotzi. Where are the people that have been winning? I don't care if their faces are heels. It doesn't have to be that lame. Like, what the hell? What's going on here? No, Zelina did not beat Liv, uh, person in the chat. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Didn't Zelina beat Liv? No. 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 Zelina came back and lost to Liv in two minutes. And then she (laughs) lost to Tony Storm last week in two minutes. Uh, Nerd Guru says, I see Tony Storm (laughs) call up is going well, eh? It's so dumb. What... (laughs) Why, Jeremy? Oh, by the way, they both attack her. Sasha Banks comes out to a huge pop. She looks like a million bucks. I'm so glad to see her (laughs) back. Um, I saw that you were trying to choose violence this afternoon. I admire that. I respect it. But they fans love me. They need her back. They do. They they needed her back because, especially on the heel side, because all their heels are losers trying to get title shots. Uh, Sasha's a star, an absolute star. I, I said it as I was uh, defending myself from, from the crew out there. Like she's top 1% when it comes to like star power. If I had the, the, the foresight and the marketing, I would take Sasha Banks over just about anybody probably not named Roman Reigns because <clears throat> she is an absolute star and I'd market the hell out of her. I'd mention that she was actually in the Mandalorian and it'd make <laughs> a lot of money but they don't always do that. But Sasha rule. I can't wait for this match. Yeah. Oh, I get to be there in person. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Uh, Tyler Joseph Smith says banks pays homage to her childhood idol. The big show. Oh yeah. That sets up the main event. We did get the main event, Jeremy. It was Bianca and Sasha and Sasha wins. And I'm so happy about that. They brought somebody back after they lost the title match. And they won. And to me, the smiling, hugging, embracing, that ain't it. Sasha. I mean, well, I, I like it because it set up the heel turn. It was too much. It was too much. So they had to have done this. Like, <laughs> that ain't, come on, that ain't Sasha right no, she's, there. She's much better, like much, much better as a heel. This was the the argument going into WrestleMania, right? Is like 
it's kind of who's the baby face, who's the heel. It ended up being a great match and everything, but Sasha's at her best when she's just leaning into this heel persona and she can do her, her uh, evil cackle that you love that I get sick of. Cause I love listen it. to it in 20 interviews a week, but uh, she's, she's best as a heel. And this is the right, the right role for her of like, all right, you got me at WrestleMania the EST sure. Like you're going to have to prove it again. You're going to prove it again in SummerSlam. I, I've said it many, many times. It was my favorite match at WrestleMania. One of my favorite matches yes. this year. I cannot wait for this rematch. At it's one of my it's legitimately one of my favorite matches ever. Like a product of the event, the times that we just got didn't get out of, but are, are hopefully moving away from the crowd, all that stuff. It was one of my favorite matches that I've ever seen, and the, the history that was made, and them doing that and getting that crowd in spite of dog shit booking was really, really great. Well, uh, Banks picked up the win and then turned on Bianca Belair. It was, I thought it was a wonderful turn. I thought it was great. Uh, Bezos says, Sasha returned at Rumble 2016, did the BFF thing with Flair, and attacked her. Then in 2019, told Natty her father would be proud and attacked her. That's Never trust cool. Sasha when she returns. Her star power just oozes. She's great. She is her and Bianca are such slam dunk stars. It, it's very easy. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, yes, they are. And again, this, this should be a big match. I feel like the build is going to be much better than it was for WrestleMania. I think this match will be better than it was at WrestleMania. Cause you can play off of that WrestleMania stuff. Yeah. And that's what I love about rematches is the callbacks to the first one. So I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. To me, that first one playing up to the hair whip spot was it was one of the most perfect builds to a single spot that I've ever seen in a wrestling match. Like we hadn't seen it a lot in, in on the main roster, if at all. Right. So when it built up to it, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Anthony says he saw that heel turn coming from a mile away. Sasha was acting way too nice. Says he's never seen Sasha that nice before. Cause she ain't that she's, <laughs> she's like perpetually, like annoyed on screen. Like she's always got that chip on her shoulder. That character does. She never feels like she's got her due, even when she's like the champion. So I, I dig it. Even if you saw it coming. And I think most of us kind of saw it coming because it was the right call to make. That's okay. It's yeah. okay to be predictable. If it's good, yes. usually <clears throat> they want to be unpredictable or, or they're too predictable and it just sucks. It's like, okay, here's a rematch. It, that, that sucks. It's okay if it's good. This was good. Exactly. Sasha's, Sasha's so much better as a heel. If predictable is good, I'm, I'm there for it. I mean, look at what AEW is doing with Hangman Page and uh, – never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nurkuru says, with the return of Sasha and Becky close behind, women's wrestling, at least on SmackDown, would feel fresh again if Becky goes there, hopefully. Oh, SmackDown has a hell of a roster. It's just we know – that they ain't going to use it, Jeremy. Yeah, they, look, Raw needs Becky. Do you see what they're doing on Raw? <laughs> you see, you saw that stuff on Monday, Sean. That was yeah. bad. That was yeah. bad. This Charlotte and Nikki stuff, this is bad, bad television. Just horrible. Bezos says, I got you that SB. I got you that main event. Yes. Oh, I love it. Rob Walker says, Sasha Banks is a master at storytelling in the ring. She cares. It's great when wrestlers care and she's not selfish in the ring. Uh, Sasha Banks, probably my top two or three just to watch in the ring, period. Like, I always I, I always loved, like, the knee-based offense, too, and how she goes in and out of that, and she relies on that. She is uh, just one of my favorite in-ring performers going right now. Uh, I, mean, really, I think, really I think she's I think she's the most complete female they have on the roster, right? especially yeah. in ring. She's she's the best they have in ring. And then like I'm not always the the biggest fan of her promos. They can be very okay, blueprint, gold standard, women's champion, whatever. But when it comes to just presence, charisma, and everything, I, I think she's the most complete women's roster or women's wrestler they have on the roster. Thomas says it would have made more sense if Sasha would have attacked her to begin with. Waiting until the main event made no sense. Now I'm okay with that. She wanted to get her win. She wanted to get her her wind. She wanted to get all that. She wanted to show Bianca that without her, what would she be? She she needs her. She she needs her. Uh, I don't know what the hell the term is. 
I don't know the, what she's the, trying to the say. The Ali to Frazier. There you go. Oh, okay. So she needs like just that rival to to our iron sharpens iron. To, 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 yeah, to bring it up. Yeah, okay. whether it be with her or against her. All right, fair. Oh, Jeremy, what did you think of that death match on Wednesday? <clears throat> Dude, MDK all fucking day. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> first off, do you use pizza cutters around the house? I do. I have a pe- I have a Domino's actually Great. in my fridge. Great. Do you use it when you're shaving your nuts? No, that wouldn't seem very good. Exactly. But for some reason, for some reason, all these other people, they're getting blades near their nutsack. And I don't know why you would do that, Jeremy. That sounds like a really bad idea to put like these dangerous, sharp objects next to your ball sack. And Manscaped is getting rid of all that risk. If you're ready for an out of the world, out of world experience, rather, if you're, <laughs> I was going to make an MDK reference, but I'm not going to. If you don't, if you don't want your nutsack to look like David Arquette after a match with Nick Gage, use Manscaped. Jeremy, do you know about the lawnmower 4.0? I've heard about it, but can yeah, you clue it, me in? Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a 4,000K LED spotlight. You know, kind of like that death match. The lights were on bright Wednesday. Ooh, look at that. It's got a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, but not like a weed eater that you'll see in some death matches. No, this is way safer. Their nose and ear hair trimmer with the Weed Whacker provides proprietary skin-safe technology I'm just waiting for him to bring it back. This is completely just off the rails. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Jeremy. First off, listen, this has gone completely off the rails. This has gone completely off the rails. Don't do that to your nutsack, guys. Don't treat your nutsack like a Domino's pizza. Don't do it. Go to Manscaped, use the Lawnmower 4.0 that's got that 4,000K LED spotlight. It's got the advanced skin safe technology. It's got the 7,000 RPM motor. The Weed Whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer, has the 9,000 RPM motor. It's waterproof. This stuff is great. They've got all types of solvents and solutions for your nuts, too. So instead of gigging them open, you're using the crop preserver, the ball deodorant. You're using the, the crop reviver to help, uh, you know, to help them be at main event level. All this comes in the perfect package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. This is one of those ad reads where I had so many different things that I could say that I just couldn't think of what to say. But pizza cutters, nutsack, blood, pizza, you don't want those things to be associated with your your pube care routine. You don't want that. That's bad news. Oh, my God. Look at him slicing the sausage. Look at him slicing that meat up. Gross. Nobody wants to touch that now. Nobody. It's like a week old, too. Why do you still have that, Jeremy? <laughs> do you know how long Tomino's Pizza lasts? It's not supposed to. Like, it's not healthy to do that, dude. I, I'm not eating it. I literally just had it in there. I'm, I'm like a hoarder when it comes to stuff in my fridge. It's just like it stays, stays You're in more there. likely to uh, – <laughs> yeah, you're more likely to – Bad, Jeremy. <laughs> You're more likely to use that thing. Cut as a you, Sean. The pizza cut you. Why would you do that? Because we're gonna have a death match. That's a bad idea. Oh, come on, Sean. Don't be a coward. I'm not. I, mean, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that at all. I why would not? never. I would never do that. <laughs> why not? Man, that, I, I ain't doing the pizza cutter gimmick. Cardona, when I talked to him, uh, he was legit. Like, like off camera, he was like, "I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen." <laughs> <laughs> he was serious. He was like, "I do not know what's gonna happen." Well, guys, we are already at the main event of the show, um, or the main event segment, so to speak. 
John Cena comes out. And we got a bunch of super chats about that. Uh, go ahead, get them in, guys. John Cena comes out and he cuts a very long promo. But as I said on Monday, Jeremy, if John Cena is in the building, you get him on the show and you get him on the show quite a bit. It was real stupid to me that they had Cena at Monday Night Raw. They put on the show that they put on and they didn't have him there at all. He could have like tried to help our truth. His, his number one fan win the title or something like you just get him on the show. And they did. And uh, he had the line where he said, if someone can make missionary that interesting for 20 years, keep them in their, in your life. It will be worth it. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. I, I mean, look, we, we've seen John Cena fuck on camera before. It seems like he knows That's what he's doing point. in missionary position. So bless them, man. You know, I, I agree with him. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to tell the girlfriend. So that's, that's where we're going. <laughs> So John Cena does this promo and he says that Roman Reigns was scared to fight him. He talks about how Roman Reigns wants to be acknowledged. He says that Roman Reigns isn't like Cena or The Rock or Steve Austin because the fans didn't like Roman Reigns. So he became a dick. I was like, he's got kind of a point. Like, And, and the crowd was eating up the Reigns stuff later on. In the middle of this, Corbin comes out. He's got the stain on his shirt. By the way, I loved the Corbin stuff last week. I loved the Owens interaction. I loved Ziggler and Rude jumping him for a hundred dollars. We we didn't see this in the arena. Really? We did not see. We saw him do the little promo with Kayla, but we did not see Shotzi and Knox shoot him with the tank or or Ziggler and Rude or Kevin. We didn't see any of that. We just saw he's talking to Kayla. He's just like. You saw it happen. I got jumped. I lost my money and stuff. We're like, huh? What's going on? No, we didn't see any of that in the arena. Very disappointing. So you just know that Bruce and Vince fully expect everybody to hate Corbin doing this. But he is very sympathetic and entertaining. Yes. But also there are a lot of people that still don't like him because of this. And why would you? He has been a jerk for six years on WWE TV. He has had no redeeming qualities in six years. So I get it. And he's out there asking Cena for money, and Cena gives him 20 bucks. I just think it's amazing that Kevin Owens carries more money on him than than John Cena does. Should have had seven. Should have given him seven bucks. Oh God. Well, if, <laughs> if he sees if he sees okay. If The Rock comes back for Survivor Series, <laughs> The Rock's got to do the seven bucks talk with him. Yeah. Here's $7. 100%. You can be me one day. Like <laughs> That's got to be it. Uh, so Corbin's like calling John Cena bums, saying that he wants to be in Suicide Squad. And then Cena hits him with an attitude adjustment. This was a, a long segment and somebody went, well, 15 minutes is long now. Yeah, it is long. 15 minutes is a long segment, but I liked it. It was harmless. It got John Cena on the show. I mean, could they have put Shotzi and Tegan and Tony Storm on the show? Yes, but that could have came at the expense of something else. It didn't need to come in at the expense of this. When John Cena is there, you put him on the show and you maximize it. And I thought they did good here. Could have come at the expense of the stupid 24-7 title match. Sure. Oh, John Cena's out there. Yes, you got to get John Cena out there. Uh, Baron Corbin needs uh, needs another one of our sponsors, apparently, because he's having, he's having uh, issues in that department as well. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for Baron Corbin, man. I'm sad that his, his GoFundMe got ruined. He lost his money on that. I donated to that, and I can't get my money back either. So so I'm out some, a couple couple hundred bucks off of that as well. Uh, let Somebody give a man a hand. Everyone's picking on Corbin. The man's down. Knock it off, man. Quit being dicks to this guy. So uh, <laughs> later on, we get a contract signing. Roman Reigns, Finn Balor. And Roman Reigns is trying to play Finn Balor off of John Cena by saying, oh, you know, he's looking at you as lesser than, he's looking at you as like like you're just a stepping stone, yada, yada. I like this. Roman's being manipulative. It's really, really good. So right before Finn Balor is about to sign the contract, Roman Reigns is like, I'm going to smash you and send you back to NXT, which gets Karrion cross-tweeting, oh, and Karrion's like, please just leave me. 
NXT. <laughs> but please come back, Balor. Uh, but Baron Corbin runs out, and boy, does he lay a whooping on Balor. He sailed Balor over that <laughs> railing. Balor flew. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, Balor's leg bounced off the railing and all that, and Corbin's about to sign the contract. Did you think he was going to get it somehow? No. No. I was pulling for him. I was pulling for Baron, but no. I knew he wasn't going to get that match. Instead, Cena comes out. He attacks Corbin. He gets the match. And... <laughs> This sets up Corbin to face Balor next week. And apparently Balor is like, forget that WWE Universal title match. He didn't go to Pierce and Sonya. Except I guess he maybe asked for a Corbin match at some point. Didn't bother to say, hey, what about that Universal title match that I was supposed to have? That doesn't make any sense. That's weird. So after Corbin wins, hopefully there are after... Balor wins. Hopefully they're like, yeah, here's your title match after SummerSlam. But I mean, I remember when Nakamura should have won the, the top contender gauntlet and they screwed him out of it and Pierce got in there and they just completely forgot about the Nakamura thing. First off, let's talk about Cena's signature. What did you think of it? <laughs> it's good. Everyone, you know, just kind of scribbles their stuff, right? When looking back in 20 years, when you get an autograph from John Cena, you want to know it's from John Cena. You don't want to be like, who who signed this thing? It just said in big letters, Cena. I respect that. Yes, I do too. Uh, <laughs> this was fun. I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I know Alex did. Sour Graps is going to be a lot of fun this week. He went all caps talking about contract law. To me, of all the things I get, like arsed over in WWE, this just couldn't be one of them. How, how are you feeling about that? Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, John Cena's a dick. He just stole, he just stole yes. Finn Balor's title match and stuff." John Cena saved Finn Balor, and he saved Baron Corbin, and he saved all of us. Can you imagine, Sean? This this loser, Finn Balor, who lost back to back matches to Karrion Cross, who couldn't beat Jeff Hardy. This is the guy who's gonna dethrone the Tribal Chief. What? No, Corbin. Remember the last time we had a Reigns and Corbin feud, Sean? Do you remember this? Shut yes, up, Alex. I do. It went, it went like eight months. Yeah. Do we really want that again? No. Is that what we want? No. John Cena didn't want that either. He said, oh. you guys need me. This is why they brought me back. And so he saved everybody. He gave us the match we wanted at SummerSlam. And hero, Jonathan Cena. We have a super chat saying, that contract segment just goes to goes to show how Vince has and always will see Finn Balor. And I don't know about that. He was the first Universal Champion. He saw something in him. <clears throat> Richie says that contract would never stand up in court. No, it wouldn't. And Darian says, "Is it wrong for me to say that Cena is kind of dick? Kind of a dick. Either way, it had me crying. No, I mean he is a dick. He's no. always kind of been a dick. No, he's a hero. You guys, you guys cannot slander John Cena like this." He's a hero. He saved us. He saved us from a predictable match against Finn Balor where we knew Roman Reigns was going to win because Finn Balor can't beat Karrion Cross. A boring feud with Baron Corbin that we saw for two years and it involved dog food. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We should thank John Cena. 
Ken Shearer said, I would have been fine with the lack of logic if the contract segment on the official WWE on Fox Twitter goes, wait, is this even legal? Well, that Twitter isn't necessarily in kayfabe, but Paul Heyman approached Pierce and Sonya and said, this isn't legal. This isn't the way it works. They said, sorry, it has been ratified. This is on Cena versus Roman Reigns. So they they took the step necessary for me to be like, eh, I don't really care that much. I don't really care about the, the leap in logic. Ian says the pop when Corbin held the contract was the biggest in his career. He rules right now. Yeah, the pop for sure. I do know that when he when he hit Becky with the end of days, that was a crazy reaction. Yes. That was like a oh shit, are we seeing this? T Mac says Cena carries a random blue sharpie with him. It's as if he was planning on screwing Finn Balor over way before Corbin ran out there. Maybe I would love Cor. I would love Balor to be like, what's up with that? You guys, you guys don't get it. When you're John Cena and everybody's asking you for autographs all the time, of course you just carry a Sharpie with you. Are you kidding? Did you not see the video where he signed 3,000 posters in, in like two minutes or whatever? Did you see this video, yeah. Sean? Like, of course he just has a Sharpie on him. Like, he gets asked all the time. Oh, man. God, you guys not understand like the life of John Cena and the motives and the hustle and the loyalty and the respect and I got to explain it to everybody. Uh, Jonathan Hedman wants justice for Finn. Uh, Wallace Koalas says, Cena hasn't changed, but went from looking fruity pebbles to walking Sprite can ass. Uh, shout out to Alex Q&A. Cubby since 84. I'm in hell. Love Fightful. Well, I'm a Reds fan, and Joey Votto is slapping. Fucking Did he bang again? Ding- yes. Seventh yeah. straight game. Joey Votto bangs, baby. Tomorrow he goes for to tie the record with King Griffey Jr. Eight straight games with a home run. Oh He's God. 37. Richie Goodacre says, how long is Cena staying, staying around? Cena versus Balor at the next pay-per-view. They're touting it as the summer of Cena, and the last date they're advertising publicly is Vegas. Brian Murphy mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. He's in. He's on the uh, publicly, MSG show. Publicly. He's on the MSG show. Sure, sure. they got to put him on the MSG show. But. Is that is that going to be on TV? September 10th. I don't know what day that is. Let me see. I think it's a SmackDown. I think it's a SmackDown. He's being advertised then, for that Then show. they should they should have him put over uh, Balor there. They He's going to win a title. He's going to win a title. Maybe. Uh, Brian Murphy says, The contract segment made me wish my vaccine side effects knocked me out. It may be the dumbest thing WWE has done all year. Buddy, get your rest. Uh, <laughs> it's If you're saying that, it hasn't hit you yet, and it's going to hit you. Abdi Hussain says, I feel bad for Finn. All that in NXT just to probably lose to Corbin a couple times. Don't worry, though. It'll make him angry and motivate him. I love it when people on Twitter like will describe it to me. Like that. They're like, oh, no, this is what they're doing. Yeah, I know what they're doing. It just sucks really bad. Ryan Evans says, a billion-dollar company, and they use Velcro for their title belts. Yes, it's not in the budget. At least Roman has the snaps on his belt. Yeah, they think that it keeps them on better uh, because the snaps sometimes pop loose. Did you see yeah. uh, Cardona saying he's going to put the Velcro on? He's the brilliant. GCW? He's brilliant. He's tremendous. Did you see Denise getting a job with GCW? I did. I asked her if she's MDK and she didn't reply. I'm trying uh, to, you know, make sure make sure she goes there and she's safe because if she ain't, could be some trouble. SAS says, is this a way to set up two opponents for Reigns, Reigns and Balor, Reigns and Rollins? I think Reigns and Rollins maybe more towards the end of the year, maybe even towards like Royal Rumble than immediately. I think Edge and Rollins will probably have a couple matches, maybe a few matches. Uh, Balor probably the next one up. Rob Walker says, but yet we know the outcome of Reigns and Cena match too. What's that hate for Balor? I don't have any hate for Balor. Uh, I I mean, a few years ago I did when all of his matches were him throwing kicks and drop kicks. It looked like they hurt him a lot more than it hurt the other person. But his work is really good now. Um, I'm fine with it. I think he is a great addition to the SmackDown roster. I think he was asking me. Right? Yeah, why do you hate him? Opinion, Sean. Yeah, no, uh, I wish. <laughs> How do we know the outcome to John Cena and Roman Reigns? John Cena hasn't lost a match in over a year. All right, Finn Balor lost two matches to Karrion Cross, the guy who lost to Jeff Hardy, who lost to Veer in 90 seconds. All right, I, I can't break it down any easier than this. I can't. If you don't get it, I can't help you. 
I mean, I'm I'm gonna look really quickly, but you could argue that that Fiend John Cena match took place in a in a fantasy land, Jeremy. I said over a year. That match was over a year ago. I know. Yes. In a fantasy land. Yeah. So that, that might not count. Exactly. So you could say that John Cena hasn't lost a singles match on TV since WrestleMania 34. There you go. See? Again, Finn Balor losing to the guy who lost to Jeff Hardy who lost to Veer. Yes. And people think that Finn Balor was going to beat Roman Reigns. John Cena the man who, like myself, will not be caught in the next man's sweater will beat Roman Reigns. My God. Guys, thank you all so much for watching. Please leave a thumbs up. I did an interview with Eric Bischoff that uh, aired earlier this week. MJF did a run-in. If you want to show us some love, hit up All Form Home on Twitter. Just let them know you heard about them from us. Check out their great furniture at allform.com slash Fightful. would really like to continue working with those people. They're the same people that made the, the Helix mattresses allform.com slash Fightful. Jeremy, what do you have going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend, hopefully nothing, dude. Same. <laughs> open to Same. Do absolutely nothing. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming at 1130. Myself, Cher Delaware, who you might see in the chat. Joel Pearl, who you yes. unfortunately see in the chat. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about bad jobs. I'm going to shoot on Sean Ross Sapp and what it's okay. like to actually work with him. Because as you know, Sean... I always tell the truth and I'm not just a sarcastic person all the time, you know, just kind of making stuff up to pop myself and getting myself in trouble with, with mm-hmm. crews on Twitter. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Check it out. I look forward to not watching it and then hearing about it later. Uh, I really do. <laughs> I get you in trouble with Jimmy so much, don't I? Sometimes, yeah. But <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I got the leverage. Until next time, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. I'll like a chat. Oh, wait, Joel Pearl's hosting an Impact Homecoming review tomorrow. I don't know about these things. Thanks for telling me, Joel. It happened. It's going to happen. Bye, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.